This program is made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries. My name is Denise Renner, and welcome to this program. You know, there's something very exciting about the power of God. And when you've been touched by the power of God, that not only does he deliver you or change your situation or heal your body or save your child, but through his power and through what he's doing in your life, He's touching others. His power is so great that when it, when it touches us, it's touching others. And that's what I want to talk to you about today. And if you need prayer, we want to hear from you because we need one another in these days. We need agreement with one another. And we're here for you. Please call us. And if you're experiencing a miracle in your life or healing in your life or answers in your life through these programs, please let us know. And I also want to thank you for the responses that I'm receiving. Well, let's begin our lesson. And I want to start in Acts chapter 27. And this is absolutely a terrible situation that the Apostle Paul has found himself in. Uh, he is being taken to Rome to appear before Caesar. It's part of God's plan for him. But he's not being ta <laughs> taken there in a golden carriage. He's being taken there in a ship as a prisoner with other prisoners. And this ship gets caught in a horrible, horrible storm, life-threatening storm. And the Bible even says, and it uses words, hero ladon, and I look that up, and it's like, <coughs> this isn't just like winds and waves. This is like a typhoon. This these waves have power to turn this uh, ship upside down. Well, it's horrible. And of course, there's experienced sailors on these ships, but this ship is in trouble. And the Bible says that for many days, this storm was so terrible that they didn't see any sunshine and they didn't see any stars. And during this time, the Apostle Paul, it says he wasn't taking any food. Well, we don't know if he wasn't taking any food because he was fasting or if the ship was just so horrible that no man could eat. We, we don't know that. But in this time, uh, look at verse 21 of Acts 27, and it says, but after long abstinence from food, then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and, and, or, and we would have not incurred, incurred this and disaster and loss. Verse 22, 
So Paul warned them, but they didn't listen to him. Verse 22, and now I urge you, take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only this ship. 23, for there stood by me this night an angel of God to whom I belong and to whom I serve, saying, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore, take heart, men. Paul's talking to those men. For I believe God that it will be just as he has said. Now, very interesting. Paul wasn't just thinking about his life. He was actually praying for these men. And we see that in verse 22. He's saying to them, his concern is about them. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you. God's power is coming. An angel has come to Paul. God's rescuing power is coming, but it's not just for Paul. His rescuing power is for all these men. And so many times I've read this and thought, you know, Paul wasn't just saying, God saved me. I'm supposed to appear before Caesar. God was asking, Paul was asking God to save those men. And when the power of God comes into our life, that rescuing power of God, God is not just thinking about us, but he's thinking about who our testimony is going to affect and actually rescue them. Maybe... Maybe your life has been touched. Maybe, maybe, maybe you've been delivered from drugs or, or, or maybe you have a relative that's uh, an alcoholic or, or maybe you have a child that's in prison or maybe you have a spouse that committed adultery or, or is involved in pornography. I, I, I don't know what's going on in your life. But I know by reading this passage that when we're in trouble, God has a plan. He absolutely has a plan of rescue for his children. And the Apostle Paul, I, he was seeking the Lord. This angel did come. But the Apostle Paul, when the power came, this testimony wasn't just going to save him and get him to Caesar, but this power was going to affect the whole ship and every man on that ship would be saved. That was 276 men that the power of God that came to rescue Paul was touching these men also. Look at verse 24, so that you can see the heart of Paul. 
saying, this is what the angel said, do not be afraid, Paul. You must be brought before Caesar. And indeed, God has granted you all those who sail with you. Do you see that? Paul has been praying for those men. He has granted, the, the angel said, God has granted you. You have asked for these men's lives to be saved. Oh, I think that's so powerful because this is a terrible situation. And sometimes we're just tempted to think about ourselves in terrible situations. But the apostle Paul, he's not just thinking about himself. He's thinking about these 276 men. And not only is Paul thinking about those 276 men, God is thinking about those 276 men for you and I to come through difficult situations that come in this life. God, yes, he's going to rescue you. He's got a plan to rescue you. But when he's rescuing you, he's got a plan to rescue others. I think it's so, so very powerful. And so, so the story goes on and, and the men are saved Everybody gets off the boat. The ship is lost. And they land on this island. Now remember, God is not just Paul-minded. God is, is these men-minded. He's others-minded. Also, I want to tell you that God never wastes his power. When he delivers you, when he touches you, that power that he's deposited or given or blessed you with or put upon you, that power is not just for you. That power is so great. Your testimony is so great that it's going to impact others. I'm telling you, friend, that's the will of God. It's not the will of God that you and I just get rescued. It's the will of God that the power of God that came to rescue us be released and touch others. I think this is powerful. Well, okay, so what happened after all those men's lives were saved? Now, remember, God has a plan. So now we're in Acts chapter 28. And they land on this island with these na natives. And the Bible says that the natives were really kind to them. In verse 3. But when Paul had gathered a bundle of sticks and laid them on the fire, a viper came out because of the heat and fastened on his hand. So when the natives saw the creature hanging from his hand, they said to one another, no doubt this man is a murderer whom though he has escaped the sea, yet justice does not allow him to live. Verse five, but Paul shook off the creature into the fire and suffered no harm. Okay. This viper was a deadly, a poisonous viper that after being bit by this viper, in not very long, you would die. 
And all those natives knew that. And you see how they judged Paul. They said, oh, now we know this man's a murderer because this viper has, he escaped the sea, but now the viper will kill him. They don't know about the power of God that's inside of Paul or the God who Paul serves. And the Bible says that Paul just shook that serpent, that viper off. And they were all amazed. And they all gave respect and honor to Paul. Well, what do you think that did for all those men that their lives had just been saved and they knew it was by the direction that came through the Apostle Paul? A God whom Paul served. What do you think happened with them? There was a revival in the village. You go ahead and you read that chapter and you'll find that out. God's power was so great. Not only did he save the apostle Paul and he did bring him before Caesar. He saved all the men and there was a revival that came into that island because of the power of God. Oh, friend, that power of God, that's delivering power of God. If it's touched your life, it's not just for you. It's for others. God's given you a testimony. The Bible says in Revelations 12, 11, that, that we overcome the devil by the blood of the lamb, the word of our testimony. It's the word of your testimony that will overcome the devil. Don't hide your testimony. When you get around other people and they seem to open their heart, tell them what God has done in your life. They are desperate to hear that there's a living God and that he loves them and that he cares about them. They are desperate to hear. And you have a testimony. Tell them your testimony. God doesn't just want to, the, his power to just touch you. That's so wonderful. But the power that's inside of us is not just for us, but it's for others. That's the heart of God. There's another story in the Bible has to do with the apostle Paul. And that is in Acts chapter 16. And every time I read this, I always think, that's amazing. So what happened was the apostle Paul and he was with Silas and there was this demon possessed girl and she was following Paul around and, and it took Paul, the Bible says it took him a while to figure out that she was demon possessed. He cast the devil out of her. Well, she was making money for people. And when he cast the devil out of her, she couldn't do what she was doing anymore. So it caused a big riot. And of course, they wanted all these, all these people and these people with power and influence. They, they judged Paul and Silas guilty and they put them in a dungeon. Now, a dungeon was lower than just the prison. It was down under. And we read in verse 22, that I'll read it to you, of, of Acts chapter 16. Then the multitude rose up 
together against them. And the magistrates tore off their clothes and commanded them to be beaten with rods. And when they had laid many stripes on them, they threw them into prison, commanding the jailer to keep them securely. Having received such a charge, he put them in the inner prison. I told you it was a dungeon and fastened their feet in stocks. Now, when they, they fastened their feet in stocks, it, they were usually wooden and they could hold their legs in any position they wanted to. And many times they would spread their legs out. And after, after hours, it would cause great pain in their legs. Can you even imagine? But at midnight, Paul and Silas were praying and singing hymns to God. And the prisoners were listening to them. Suddenly, there was a great earthquake so that the foundations of the prison were shaken. And immediately, all of the doors were open and everyone's chains were loosed. And the keeper of the prison, awakening from sleep and seeing the prison doors open, supposing the prisoners had fled, drew his sword and was about to kill himself. But Paul called with a loud voice saying, do yourself no harm for we are all here. Paul, they're suffering. Uh, they've been beat with, it says, with many rods or sticks. So they have open wounds. Their legs are in stocks. Uh, they're in this dungeon and uh, usually when they judge somebody, they judged him around noon. So he's, they've been in that prison now for 12 hours. Not only are they in this dungeon, but it's completely dark in there. They are suffering. And at midnight, they start singing and praising God. Well, I just read it to you. So they're singing and praising God. And, and God... The power of God in their praises is so great that God sent an earthquake. He loosed them from their stocks. And now the jailer is so scared to death that he is going to be killed and punished for them escaping that he draws out his sword and starts to kill himself. Now, this is the part that's always got me. Paul, he's not thinking about himself or his wounds, which were great, or his muscles, I'm sure that it were incredible pain because of them, his legs, their legs being in stocks. But he was thinking about that jailer. And he said, don't do it. Don't kill yourself. We're all here. Now, remember, this is a great demonstration of God's power to bring an earthquake inside of a prison and to free two prisoners and for two prisoners to stop a suicide. This is great power. And God is so other thinking about others, not just Paul and Silas. He was thinking about that jailer. The power of God was the love of God. The power of God was operating inside of the apostle Paul. And he reached out to that man and he said, don't kill yourself. 
we're here. And you know what happened? That man said, what do I have to do to be saved? They said, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and you will be saved and your household. Do you know what happened? That jailer took Paul and Silas to his house. His whole household got saved and he took, tried to take care of his wounds. God was interested not only in saving Paul and Silas, but God had his mind on that jailer and his family. God was not just thinking about the Apostle Paul on that ship getting to Caesar. He was thinking about those 276 men and the natives on that island and the revival that was going to happen on that island and those men, not only their physical lives saved, but their souls were saved. What kind of testimony do you have? It's not just for you. It's for others. And when you release your testimony, it defeats the devil in somebody else's life. You know, many times on this program, I mentioned that God healed my face. And it was a disease that I had for 13 years. And it was embarrassing. And it brought shame. And I was rejected. And I didn't get jobs that I could have if my face had been normal. I was turned down from singing groups because of my face. But God, on that miracle night... When I went to bed with that disease like I had for 13 years and I woke up the next morning completely clean, my whole face was completely clean and completely healed. My neck, my cheeks, my forehead, it wasn't just for me. It was for anyone that I would tell it about. I've told that testimony so many times. I've told that testimony to women who were doing a facial on me or I was getting a massage or whatever. I've told it to strangers. I've told it online. And I've gotten testimonies where people said, if God can do it for you, God can do it for me. I have gotten testimonies of people who believed the word of knowledge that God was healing somebody's skin. And they came and they told me and they showed me their skin. I've read it in letters where people were encouraged by that testimony. Is my testimony special? I mean, am I special? No. It's my testimony. That's what's special. Are you special? Well, of course you're special, but you understand what I mean. It's your testimony that's special. It's that the power of God actually did something in your life that you can tell somebody else about. That is what's so special. God, yes, he wanted to touch you. Yes, he wanted to deliver you. Yes, he wanted to save you. Yes, he wanted to do a miracle in your life, in your finances, in your family, in your marriage. 
but he wanted to use your testimony to save others. God's power is so great. We can't just have our little testimony and just hold it in a box and just save it and say, oh, yes, 13 years ago this happened. Oh, yes, two years ago this happened. And never tell anybody. If you keep that testimony in your little box and don't tell anybody, the Bible says, I just quoted it to you, Revelations chapter 12, 11 says it's the word of your testimony that defeats the devil. Oh, friend, we've got to open our mouths and tell our testimony because that power of God in your testimony is still alive it can still touch somebody. Father, I pray right now. Oh, Lord, I recognize your power. You're touching someone right now. You're touching, there's somebody right now. And you have had, it seems that you've had some kind of spots or something on the inside of your mouth. And you have not been able to get rid of it. And right now, by the power of God, God is touching you and healing you. Tell your testimony. Whatever your testimony is, it's powerful. Give it away, take it out of that box and share it with somebody else so somebody else can receive the power of God and hope from your testimony. Oh, Lord, we thank you for your presence on this program today and your encouragement to all of us to tell what it is that you have done. Well, we're running out of time. But I would tell you, I love you, and I'll see you next time. All of us want our relationships to grow and improve. For example, don't you want your marriage to be in better shape than it is right now? Even if things are going well, you probably see areas where it could be improved, right? In this candid 16-part series, Denise Renner hilariously and compassionately reveals areas where all of us can do better in our relationships, and especially in our marriages. Sometimes little changes make big differences. Titles in this series include, Help, My Mouth is Making Trouble for Me. Who is in control here? My mouth or me? I thought I was supposed to change it. Help me, Lord. I need to forgive. I thought I had already reached my forgiveness quota. Rick Renner says, this series is so awesome. Every person will laugh their way to transformation as Denise candidly addresses areas where we can all improve. This life-changing 16-part series is available in digital or physical formats, starting at just $25. We are also offering you Denise's companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? for just $15 with genuine warmth and candor. Denise recounts the journey of her own struggles in marriage and the unique insights she learned along the way to attaining emotional health and happiness. Your life will be enriched by biblical wisdom as Denise sheds light on your path to happily ever after and shows you right where to begin again if you've lost your way. Don't miss this special offer. The entire 16-part series, School of Cinderella, and the companion book, Who Stole Cinderella? Call the number on your screen now or go to renner.org to order. Call or go online now.
This program was made possible by the giving of the God-called partners of Renner Ministries.